Welcome to the High Performer Blueprint Podcast, where busy professionals learn the habits to become a high performer and live the healthy lifestyle they dream about. I'm your host, Leak Bola. Let's go. Today, we are joined by Kyle Gillette, owner of Sage Mindset. Kyle, how are you doing today? Good, man. I'm having a good day. Got a lot of stuff done already, so I can't complain. Oh, that's great, man. Uh, same thing with me. It started off as a great day. I am excited to do this interview. Uh, getting in touch with you, I have been definitely blown away by some of the things you have done. And having a mindset expert is right up my alley because I love going into mindset within these topics and really getting people to understand how to put all this together. So could you please introduce yourself to us? Yeah, yeah, I'm Kyle Gillette. Uh, I own Sage Mindset Coaching, and I've been doing leadership and business coaching and mentor coaching for about 15 years. Uh, I used to work at a men's mentoring program, did that for nine years, and then got into professional coaching about four years ago and have been doing this and loving it <laughs> the whole time. So that's that's what I'm about. I coach business owners that are wanting more freedom in their business. Uh, they're typically pretty successful, but they're overworked and sometimes overwhelmed and not quite sure how to get out of that. So my role is to help them with their mindsets and tactics and strategies to fix that overwhelm and then make it so they can actually enjoy a round of golf or go on vacation or just a weekend off. That's awesome. It's very aligned to what I do within you know, the health and fitness part of it, of putting the mindset together to do exactly the same thing, like you said, so you can enjoy the other parts of your life and be able to uh, be able to produce more in what they're doing. So one thing that, of course, within your sage mindset that really kind of opened my eyes to be like, okay, that sounds pretty cool. You know, I would definitely like to learn more and see how this could definitely help others. So what does sage mindset uh, really mean? Like, what is it all about? The stage came out of a 3 a.m. wake up call, let's call it. Uh, prior to that call, prior to that moment, I had been years before I had been in a pretty rough motorcycle accident where I went flying through the air about 30 feet, got my legs wrapped around a barbed wire fence, got knocked out and woke up. And the, the motor of the motorcycle was about 12 to 18 inches from my head. So somehow the motorcycle stopped wow. and didn't race big, basically break my neck. So I walked away with a concussion and some scars in my shins, but I also walked away with kind of a renewed idea about what that, that my life wasn't over and that there was more, I got to contribute to the world more than I already was. And, and that really was a inspirational moment for me, but it didn't take roots until about four years ago. And I, I had moving forward with some workshops that I was doing on communication and behaviors and habits and that type of stuff, but I didn't have my own model and I wanted to have my own leadership model so that I could do whatever I wanted with it without having to get permission. Cause I owned it. I could do what I wanted. Right. And I had all these stupid acronyms because I absolutely love acronyms. They help me to remember things because I don't have the greatest of memory. And so those acronyms unlock new new things for me. I'm learning new ones every month, it seems. But <laughs> I had these stupid acronyms that were like two S's and an H and an R and another acronym that had just this jumble of letters that didn't make any sense. And one morning, 3 a.m., I wake up and I hear the vo a voice say self-awareness. And it clicked. I went, oh my gosh, that's it. That's what I needed. So I jumped out of bed, ran to the kitchen, just sat at the table, just in my boxer, shivering from 3 a.m. to 7 a.m., writing out everything I possibly could on, on Sage. 
because mm-hmm. self-awareness was the the word the letter that I needed the s to create a, a word that made sense and so <clears throat> out of that came sage and sage stands for four things and it's what I believe all great leaders have and that is self-awareness accountability growth and empowerment so they have a they're very self-aware they have a foundation of self-awareness they have exceptional accountability in their life and their business they maintain a growth mindset and they empower others to do be and achieve way more than they thought possible i like that a lot because i think what you mentioned those are some things that we definitely need to have as leaders and i know for many that are listening to us they are the business owners they are the entrepreneurs that have to do a lot of this stuff themselves so it plays a big role in them having exactly that sage mindset that you're talking about Uh, i know for many what holds them back and of course you know this is more focused on some of the the health things that are you know currently kind of troubling that is stopping people from being at the levels they should be and it kind of comes down to those roadblocks or limiting beliefs so i know with you and working with mindset you you understand how people have to remove those. So how can someone remove those limiting beliefs so they can be able to help themselves within their health? I think often you have to define the words that you say to yourself. Uh, some I recently was talking to somebody and they were talking about how they just didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. They've lost all need to care. And so we talked about it for a while and I started to get a definition from him of what he meant and where, where that was happening. And then we came up with some ideas of how to overcome that. But ultimately it wasn't care. It was passion. He had lost his passion. And when you got a little bit deeper than that, it wasn't necessarily passion. Passion is more of a symptom of the problem. It was that his energy was all mixed up and messed up. He, he wasn't putting the right energy to things. He wasn't putting the right efforts towards the things that he cared about anymore. And so when he, when he put, started to think about putting efforts towards the things that he used to care about, putting energy towards it, all of a sudden his, I don't care about anything shifted and his passion started to rise, you know, just in his mind, there's not, you know, on that one hour call, there was no actions that could be taken, but in his mind, things started to shift and he started to get a new passion, a renewed passion for some of the art stuff that he does and various other things And fundamentally, it was definitions. When we start to understand the words that we're saying to ourselves, put them out in front of us on paper or to share them with somebody else that can help you with them, you have a a much clearer understanding of what it really means, what you're really saying to yourself. And then you can make a lot easier progress with shifting that and making adjustments to your attitude about those things. Yeah, I really like how you said defining it because, you know, I know within coaching, I've been doing this eight plus years, you know, I hear a lot of the limiting beliefs of, oh, I don't have time or, you know, hey, you know, I'm focusing on this right now. Um, You know, I don't have the motivation, right? These are the different things that are typically the most popular things that I'll hear that are the limiting beliefs. And, you know, we will equate those excuses. But as you said, defining it and really understanding what does that truly mean? And why do you feel that way? And then I like, as you, you stated is shifting it to, you know, really it's like tearing it. I like to say, sometimes it's like you're tearing it down to, to truly show what it it really is. I think that's very important within, you know, identifying that. So someone can be able to grow within that mindset and those different things. So I'm big and always getting people to understand that, that habits are the way of success. So what habits do you believe that 
will help someone level up their mindset? I think journaling is one of the biggest habits that makes a huge difference. Uh, I'm the type that I have a gratitude journal. I have a, a, you can more call it tracking. I track six different behaviors and six different colors on a, on a Google spreadsheet. And I'm tracking the hours in which I'm doing those behaviors to make sure that they're making a difference. And then I track stats in my business as it relates to closing, as it relates to social media posts, all that kind of stuff. So when it comes to, to habits, it's fundamentally, you need to write down what you're doing and write down what you're thinking about, because that will help you break bad patterns that will help you create good patterns. And there's various ways to do that. But I think just simply getting out a notepad and tracking things or getting out a spreadsheet and tracking things is is one of the easiest ways to do it. And if you start small with just one little thing, uh, maybe it's, it's food. You don't want to, I, I eat dessert all the freaking time and it's stupid and it's annoying. So starting probably this week, I'm going to start this someday, but probably this <laughs> week, <laughs> uh, I'm going to not eat after 7 PM. I'm going to just quit eating after 7 PM. And if, if I want to eat something sweet, I need to eat it before seven, but it's unlikely that I'll be able to do that because of when we eat dinner and getting the kids to bed and all that, right. but I'll track it and I'll document how often I ate after seven and that will start to adjust my behaviors and also what I ate. And that's the type of thing that can shift your habits in big ways. Yeah. I'm big into that as well with the the gratitude journal. That's something I think I've been doing uh, now for about a year. And, you know, I had heard about, you know, the gratitude journals and stuff at first, I, you know, I kind of think like, oh, you know, why do I really need to do this? And just going through that and doing those different things and writing stuff down it is really powerful when you can write it and then you can recite it and then you really see how that changes. And I've noticed with me is like my happiness is a lot more. I'm definitely more grateful for things because it's like I wouldn't really understand what really is going on of in my life sometimes of being grateful because I'm not actually acknowledging it, but using those journals. And then, like you said, uh, within the habits of tracking those things, you know, within really what I do with my clients, I'm big in that as well as them getting to understand, you know, the actual habits they're doing and tracking it and seeing that growth that's really happening with it. I mean, that is a big thing. And I think that is underrated, especially nowadays with everything where we have, our phones and all these different devices where, you know, we forget that the power of writing these things down is a great tool as well, where you don't have to use all those fancy apps all the time. Yeah. I mean, every, every Saturday I do a weekly review and there's a lot of things that review in it, but one of the, well, I'll just briefly walk through it. I do a a review of the, the seven values that I have. I do a review of my goals for, for the year. And then, five years from now and 10 and 20, let's see, eight, 18 years from now. Mm. And, and then I do uh, a review of my vision as well. So I look at all that stuff and it helps me to keep things on target. And then I get even more granular and I do something called a MOLO, uh, M-O-L-O. And this, this is just a set of questions. I pick a topic that's going on in my life or my business that I really want to focus on and, and make sure to, to work towards and I ask five basic questions, which are, what should I do more of? So pick that topic. It could be for me. Let's, let's talk about evening eating. That's the topic, eating right. in the evening. What should I do more of? Well, I should eat more healthy things such as vegetables, et cetera, to, to make me full. Okay, so that's more of. What should I do less of? Well, I should eat 
eat less portion size, you know, smaller portion sizes, what should I start doing? Okay, well, I should, I should start telling people I'm going to stop eating. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you need that accountability. Right. And what should I stop doing? Well, obviously I'm going to stop eating after seven. And then what should I keep doing? Keep eating healthy. And that's, you know, just off the cuff example, but you ask yourself, what should I start doing or what should I do more of? What should I do less of? What should I start doing? What should I stop doing? What should I keep doing? And you pick a very particular topic. And then from that, you'll derive three to five actions and it creates really good clarity and momentum forward in that particular topic. Because often when we do inventories or reviews of our lives or of our businesses, it's too broad mm-hmm. and it just feels overwhelming and there's way too much to do. But if you do this right. on a consistent weekly basis, then it feels way more manageable and you can actually tackle the thing, whatever the thing is, you can actually start to chip away at it. Yeah, I mean, this and this is really going to lead up to my next question. You just kind of talked about it is really, you know, reviewing it and really, you know, identifying it because I, you know, I know you help, like you said, the business owners and you help with the mindset. You know, those are people that feel very overwhelmed, right? They feel like they have so many things on their plate at once, you know, within family, the personal life, like I said, the business, all these other stuff that are there so it seems so hard and it's like feeling overwhelmed to okay how can i put my health like how can i start doing that so you know how can someone really prioritize their health because they're feeling like they're so overwhelmed you know what are ways that they can be able to do that i think you got to get to a root motivation uh you have to define a why and i know why is very generic and so Mm -hmm. i'm going to go a little bit beyond that uh I, i think you need to have a story so I'll give you an example of my life right now. I've, I've been hiking and, and treadmilling and doing lunges and doing all kinds of work to get my body prepared to summit Mount Shasta. And if people aren't familiar with Mount Shasta, it's a 14,000 foot mountain in Northern California. Oh, wow. And we're going we're gonna to climb it. And it's a big deal because you, you climb up 7,300 feet in five and a half miles. So it's a, it's a lot of climbing in a short distance. And we, I live in an area that has pretty decent sized mountains around us. And so there's a, there's a hike that's a 3000 foot climb in about, or 3,500 foot climb in about four and a half, four and a half miles, roughly. And so what's the story for me? I know I need to do that work. I know I need to climb. I need to practice. I need to get in really good shape so that I actually make it to the top of Mount Shasta because it's a big deal. We're going with a bunch of friends and I want to be up there with them. So the story for me is I'm imagining myself on top of that mountain with my buddy who were celebrating his birthday and just celebrating the beautiful view of, of the top of Mount Shasta and seeing Redding and everything around it. And when you start to tell a story of what you're looking to achieve, whether it's weight loss, whether you want to get into better shape, whatever it is, if you have a, a purpose, a reason behind it, then that really helps. But when you do it in present tense, it takes it to another level. And what I mean by that is when I review my goals on Saturday, every one of those goals is written in present tense as if I'm achieving it right now or I achieved it, but typically as if I'm achieving it right now. So I'm climbing, climbing Mount Shasta has been a great experience. All the conversations on the way up are really good. We all summited and we were healthy and happy and now we're excited to to go down and have some yummy grub because we're exhausted from the hike. Right. 
And that's all present tense, even though I'm not doing this until May, but it creates this dissonance, this cognitive dissonance in your brain that says, wait a second, you've already told me that you got to the top of the mountain. And often if you imagine it as clearly as possible, you know, you, you, you taste it, you feel it, you see it, then your brain doesn't know the difference. That's the power of imagination. That's the power of meditation, those types of things. And then when it comes to those moments where you go to reach into the cupboard for food or you, you don't really want to work out, you get back to that story and seeing yourself achieving whatever the goal is, whatever the result you're looking for. And that vision keeps you motivated, keeps you moving forward. And I, I found that that writing down of the present tense achievement of the goals that you want to see happen is an incredible way to keep you moving forward. I really like that a lot because I, I really believe in that as well, that that's very powerful. And, you know, when I'm talking to someone, you know, and painting that, you know, vision for themselves, you know, I want that person to already experience that and feel it and understand what that looks like, because you're right. When you're already doing that, you start believing it. Cause I know a lot of times, you know, before you're at that level with your goals, you don't sometimes believe it. You don't know if that's really you, but it's like when you're starting to already, you know, put that into existence for yourself. And now you're really using the power of everything and it really does make a difference. So I really like how you said, like, you know, you're getting ready for that on in May and it's like, you've already seen it. You know what it's going to feel like reaching to the top of that. And I think that's really awesome. And that's really important. So for you, many, go ahead, Kyle. You, you emphasize the word feel and, and that's perfect because we don't make decisions based on logic. We make decisions based on feeling and then we justify it later, right? And I'm right. sure your listeners have heard that and you've heard that before. But exactly. when you can create that feeling ahead of time, when, I mean, the other day I wanted to go for this hike and then my car, it just broke down. It, it's like the hybrid system's not working. I'm like, well, that sucks. I really wanted to go on this hike and I didn't want to walk on the treadmill. But right. I got back to that thought of, you know what? I really want to feel good. And I want to make sure I can make it to the top. And I, I need to f not be the guy in the very back of the train of dudes that are climbing this thing. I don't want to feel like that guy. <laughs> I want <laughs> yeah, to feel exactly. in shape and feel good when I'm climbing this thing as good as I can, because it's going to be hard. And so I got on that dang treadmill and then I did a little bit of a workout afterwards, even though treadmills suck in my opinion. Uh <laughs> oh, I'm a totally against it. Don't use them. <laughs> and but it, I could I could push through because I got right. to that feeling and the feeling got me past the the logical stops that we hit those those uh, motivational walls that we hit that are typically logical well they're emotional too but that the other feelings overcame any other blocks that were in the way. Yeah, I mean that's totally important as well as like you said that it, it really does help when those feelings are really existent and you can you know understand how that's going to play a role in being able to accomplish those goals uh, and I know Kyle you work with obviously a lot of uh, busy uh, business professionals and obviously they're business owners entrepreneurs so for many they kind of don't understand like why health is really going to improve their business you know they can understand well if I need to make more money I need to you know sell more things I need to do this but they don't understand how improving that self is going to really make the difference. And obviously you live it because you're very healthy in what you do. So why does improved health 
improve someone's business? I think I've learned that energy mastery is one of the most important things for, for business owners and determining where they're going to put that energy during the day uh, that they're working during the weekends that they're hopefully not working uh, during the evenings that they're hopefully not working <laughs> so on right. and so forth, but mastering that energy. And if you're healthy, your access, your accessibility to that energy is way higher. And, and I think it starts with sleep. You, you, mm-hmm. can, you can have great exercise, you can have great routines, but if you're not getting sleep that's appropriate for you, then it's going to mess you up. And recently, I've been struggling with that personally. I, I can't figure out why I'm so tired in the morning. I still don't know why, because I'm not overworked mm-hmm. uh, and I go to bed early. I mean, I, my wife and I are in bed by 10 at the absolute latest, and then I try to get up at 530. But lately, Six is when I want to get up instead of 5.30. And that half hour freaking matters for, oh, for yeah. a busy business owner like myself or like yourself. And so I think it begins with having a good night of sleep. Because without, without that, it's difficult to function at the highest level. And then that hurts many different areas of your performance at work, your interactions with other people, interactions with customers, so on and so forth. And what I've found with my business owners is they often have really crappy night habits. Uh, they, they get home, they do their thing, they may work a little, they may not, but then it comes to nine, 10 o'clock and they don't go to bed. They stay up till midnight or something like that, messing around, not doing anything worth their time. Oh, yeah. And they wake and they can't get up early because they're exhausted uh, because they're, they've basically wasted time from 10 to midnight and, or, or even longer. And I always ask them, I say, is there anything useful? Is there anything redeemable that you do between 9 p.m. and midnight? And almost every single one of them is like, no. <laughs> so I said, go to yeah. bed. <laughs> right. Go to bed so you can get up earlier. And, and then you're left alone if you have kids, because often business owners have kids and they don't get up that early, hopefully. And right. you have time to yourself and do the whole meditative routines, do the exercise routines, all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of other other ways to to get that energy and stay motivated and the and use the power of of being healthy. But sleep, I think, is one of those foundational pieces. Yeah, I really like that you did mention sleep because that is something that's typically neglected. And especially what you just mentioned within the habits of of sleep. I know for many um, you know business owners, they don't look at that. They're like, I don't understand why I can't wake up in the morning or I don't understand why I'm so tired. And it's like, well, your sleep, you're not having good sleeping habits. You're not prioritizing that sleep. And that really makes a difference. And I can attest to that. I know when I have a good night of sleep, I know when I have a poor night of sleep. And the next day, if I have that poor night of sleep, I'm going to be dragging. <laughs> it's going to be not the best. It's going to take me longer to kind of get my body to wake up, even if I'm up. It's it's going to take longer for me to function at the levels I need to be. But I know when I have that good night of sleep, I hear that alarm. I'm just ready to crush it. Like, I'm already like, let's go. But yep. it's like, if you're not having that type of sleep, then it really makes a difference. So I really like that you're mentioning that because I know that's really neglecting. And within what I do, that's why I'm like, I love to cover that habit because I know for many, they struggle with the sleep. It's not just the eating habits and the poor exercise habits. It's the sleep as well. And you're right. It really makes a difference. And I know for many, like you said, they think, well, I need to stay up at night. And but you're right. Are you really doing something that's very productive for yourself? 
Or can you be doing something more productive and getting more sleep so you can actually outproduce what you're doing right now during your day? And I think that's a big difference that many should grasp. So, yeah. And, and if you think about in a, in a lifetime, most people spend a third of their lifetime sleeping. You know, you figure eight hours of sleep is mm-hmm. somewhat of the norm. So you're spending a third of your life sleeping. You might as well get that third of your life right. So do right. what you need to to make that third of your life right. You know, if you need to go to the doctor and get a CPAP or if you need to lose some weight or if you need to get a different freaking mattress or pillow or sheets or make have a sound machine in your room, whatever you need to do, it takes up 33% of your life. It's worth it to fix that because it pays forward into every single other area of your life when you get good sleep. And this is this is kind of me giving a message to myself but also <laughs> right. to everybody else. Because I try to get good sleep and I, yeah. and I don't stay up late, uh, but a third of your life is spent with, with your eyes closed. So you might as well enjoy that, those <laughs> 33%. Right. right. I agree. I mean, that's definitely important to prioritize that. It will make a difference. Trust me. I've, I've known myself and the clients I worked with. And like you said, you're, you're working on getting that back. Right. And it does really make a difference. So I know for many listening, I know, Kyle, we we touched on some great subjects so far, which has a wealth of wisdom that people can apply. But I know for many, they're still going to hear this and they're like, ah, I can't get going. I don't know why. And I know we've kind of covered some of those things. So what's one thing you would tell someone that's struggling with taking action on their journey right now? Get back to the heart of of your story. If you you hit that block, there's a momentum lost. You've lost that momentum. And that, that means you've lost your motivation. That means there's something in the way, figure out what that is. Start asking yourself questions. What is, what is in my way? Define it as clearly as possible. Look at it from multiple different angles. You know, it could be your environment is helping you lose motivation or is preventing you from having good motivation. The environment physically, when you go to your office or you go to your work, what does your desk look like? What does your office look like? What's going on in that physical context that may be helping you lose your motivation what does your vehicle look like when you get in it in the morning are, are you when you go into the vehicle are you wasting time listening to crappy news or are you listening to motivational things or are you meditating on the way to work what are you doing in that environment in the environment of your mind what's going on in there is everything you're talking about to yourself negative or mostly negative or are you leaning more towards the positive think about that environment and there's also the spiritual environment of are you in touch with your your soul with yourself at that deep level and spending time in that phase of your life because those environments if they're out of balance even just one of them it's like three legs on a on a stool right if one of them's out of balance then everything else is going to be out of balance which is going to have you be losing motivation so look at your environments mind relationship relationship environments what's going on in those things emotional so on and so forth ask questions of yourself about those and then when you get answers and you find out that oh i'm a little bit off track in the physical environment i'm I'm not you know everything's just kind of a little bit uncomfortable for me well fix it (laughs) take a little tiny step towards fixing it go through the molo ask those five questions what should i do more of what should i do less of etc and then take little actions towards fixing that environment. And as you start to fix that one, then go through the same process with the other ones. I think that when you get a, a bigger view like that, it's it's really helpful. And don't ask yourself the why questions. Why am I like this? Why do I get frustrated? Why do I 
Don't ask the why questions. Ask the what questions. What could it be? Uh, what could I be like? What could be different here? Or what has changed? How have I improved and how have I changed in these areas? All those types of how and what questions are way better for us as we reflect on what's creating those blocks in our lives versus the why, because they the why questions become accusatory and that's not going to be helpful in the long run. Asking the what questions instead of the why questions. That's total game changer right there. I love you dropping that gem on us. And that is really makes a difference. Get clarity over the situation and that's going to help you to start taking action. Kyle, I appreciate you dropping this wealth of wisdom on us. And I know this has been a great interview. Once again, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome. So before we do go, I do want to make sure where can our audience get connected with you at? Yeah, the easiest way to reach me is go to sage, S-A-G-E, mindset.com. Check out sagemindset.com. I offer free mindset calls just to get to know what's going on with you and support you in that way. So I'd love to connect with you there. Awesome. Get connected with Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It was fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, head over to ltaperformance365.com slash highperformer. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you love this podcast, feel free to leave a review. And if you're ready to create your own high performer blueprint, be sure to head over to ltaperformance365.com and we'll talk soon.